I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched another Betty Boop cartoon. This one is The Old Man of the Mountain. And unlike the last Betty Boop cartoon, it actually focuses on Betty. For plot synopsis, it's relatively simple. Everyone's singing about the old man of the mountain and seems kind of scared of the concept of him. So they're all running away. But Betty Boop is is intent for some reason to go see the old man on the mountain. So she goes up the mountain and they sing together a little bit, but he tries to get too handsy. So she runs away. Um, And then then some uh, animals beat him up. And that's the cartoon. Yep. (laughs) What do we think of this cartoon? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, mom. Can you expand on that a little bit? Can you expand on? Oh my goodness. A little bit. Uh, It was very strange. (laughs) It's just very strange. Uh, I, they did keep the beat, but that, that but their movements. I mean, the, the music was fa- fabulous, but that's the only thing that kept me from like, uh, <laughs> because they're just like totally moving and grooving the whole time. It was it was strange. Yeah, I guess uh, it was light on plot, but you know the animation in in time with the music and all of that was really good. Um, not just the rotoscoping. Full body movements, but also, like, animating facial movements to what he was singing. There was a lot of technical skill, but it wasn't overall that engaging. Uh, Yeah, the music definitely carries this one for me and makes it more engaging than it probably otherwise would be. So I actually like this one quite a lot, but it's just, it's because Cab Calloway and his band is doing music the whole time, and Mm -hmm. it's a bop. Um... So, so yeah, I, I like it and I personally recommend it, but your tastes will vary and we'll discuss, we'll discuss more. Let's get specific. So the old man of the mountain was actually the third and last of the Fleischer cartoons pairing Betty Boop and Gab Calloway. Um, so the, we've, we saw both of the other two, which was Snow White, um, and Minnie the Moocher. Um, this is the only one where uh, Calloway and his orchestra perform all of the music in the cartoon. Um, and it includes uh, two songs that Calloway himself wrote. Um, and in fact, then begins with a song that we've heard before uh, while we kind of see the, the live action orchestra and stuff. They're performing a short chorus from Minnie the Moocher um, before they then vamp into the old man of the mountain. So, so a, l- a little bit of callback oh, wow. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Old Man of the Mountain is, of course, one of the two main songs in this. And then later, Betty and the Old Man sing a duet of You Gotta Hody Ho in parentheses to get along with me. So lo- lots of music in this. Oh, so the ending song was just a continuation of that second song? I think so, yeah. Okay, I felt like there were three songs, but... I I, th- I think, you know, you have the more concentrated focusing on them singing part, but I think it's still just that song as, as it goes on. And then when he gets to the tree and is, and is singing at her and stuff. Okay. Just <clears throat> interestingly, just having watched and discussed the last time, the animation, the squash and 
stretch animation. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, that is a form of animation. It is not the form being used in this. No, I know. What I was going to yes. say is having done that, right. I really missed that. And I'm just not that big of a fan of the noodle arm. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you like the direction Disney's yes. going. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Don't worry, most people will also do that, except not the Fleischers, they're going to keep doing this. No, I know, and I remembered you saying that, and again, yeah. I'm just not, and especially just like the old man, just just uh, the way he's that, a big the, the noodly fellow. Oh, I know, he's a big, big noodly fellow, so. Yeah, and because, you know, this is animation, but it's whatever, um, like, because it's all on ones, and he has such, like, shaggy, scraggly hair. It, like, makes his hair look like it's, like, constantly moving while he's doing movements and stuff. Because they're redrawing it so often. It's 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 a look. I personally do enjoy it. Uh, this is, like, kind of the ideal form of this rubber hose animation, I think, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't I don't know that it gets much better than this for that, st- that particular style. Um, but... You know, the, the animation industry is going to definitely be moving away from it very soon. <laughs> well, and and the thing is, I mean, it, it's funny. I, I think the reason that it's just not my favorite form is because then all of the movements and the actions just keep getting repetitive. I mean, they just keep doing, you know, that flowy, floppy kind of Yeah, thing. it's a and style that, that lends itself to, like, kind of having that bouncy motion to go along with the music that Squash and Stretch kind of pulls away from because that gets more and more focused on more realistic movement. Whereas this is like, they don't need to move realistically, and so it makes sense for them to bounce along to the music. Yeah. Yeah, so I just so I just mean it just doesn't hold my attention as long. It just gets boring really quick because everyone's just repeating the same movements almost. Um, there's also, okay, I just don't want to forget to say this. There sure. is... Now I forgot the actual line because I don't think it was, and now I'm going to do my thing. Or maybe it was. Maybe he said that, and now I'm going to do my thing. And man, did I think of of Nightmare Before Christmas and Oogie Boogie. I have a note to read. Oh. The dialogue between Betty and the old man, what you got to do now, got to do the best I can, okay. is mirrored almost exactly in a scene between Santa Claus and Oogie Boogie okay. in the 1993 film The Nightmare Before Christmas. The scene also features music very similar to Calloway's Minnie the Moocher and dance steps close to Callaway's own. And also, having been paid attention to that this second time, the music immediately after he says gonna do the best I can is also, like, so similar to the okay, music that's playing okay. Oogie Boogie's song at that point. I thought you were gonna totally tease me, like, no, Mom, you make a, these weird connections, but No, it's man. 100% a clear <laughs> reference okay. because it is so perfectly captured. Yay! I got it. <laughs> and, it and, and it's so clear that it puts the Oogie Boogie song in my head. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just yeah, been in my head yeah. now. Oh, yeah. No, and I and I just kept picturing that. So, yeah, yeah did, did I earn the gold star? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here, Betty, here Betty's like, what you gonna do now? Because she has her little voice, but Santa's like, well, what are you going to do? Yes. <laughs> but either way, the response is, I'm gonna do the best I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then there's an evil cackle for Oogie Boogie, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you 100%, you noticed it, and that is there. Like, yes. Nice job, Mom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I had totally had a, a whole note for that and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, which I think, I think it really goes to show that these cartoons aren't 
ones that your general public still cares about or bothers to watch, but they clear so clearly do inform the sensibilities of so many people actually in the animation industry. Yeah. Like just it's also how it's, they serve as such yeah. inspiration and yeah. Yeah, like you wouldn't think offhand of like Nightmare Before Christmas referencing an old Betty Boop cartoon so directly and yet it super does. <laughs> That is so cool. Well, that makes me like this even better then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's the music and stuff that's so good. Like, it's, yeah. And also uh, worth noting that Betty Boop, uh, her speaking voice in here is Bonnie Poe, and her singing voice, literally the Wikipedia listed two different people at different spots on it. So it's either Mae Questel or Helen Kane. I don't know exactly who's singing for her, but everyone else in the cartoon is Cab Calloway. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Everybody else that, that makes any vocal noise is Cab Calloway on this. Cab Calloway is just amazing. Yeah. He, it's great. Like it's, it's really cool having a whole cartoon just scored by him and his orchestra. It's very fun. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, I don't know if you have in there, but why in the world then would uh, would the Fleshers stop that connection? I'm not entirely sure, but if I had to guess, it is related to the Hayes Code. Mm. Uh, that is that is coming, I believe, this later the same year that this short came out. I, I would imagine it's related to that because a lot of, I mean, even this, even this one, uh, he he talked about kicking the gong around, which is a drug reference. Uh, like I, I think a lot of Cab Calloway stuff does reference more sexual or more or like drugs and stuff like that. And also, I mean, he's a black man with a black orchestra, so of course they're the sorts of people that are going to be most affected by codes like that, even if it doesn't like immediately makes sense because they're they're created to hurt the marginalized <laughs> that's why Hayes code stuff exists like it's Hayes code tends to be a little more focused on uh hurting uh queer minorities but it's definitely like it's just bad for everybody that isn't you know white <laughs> um even the for them it's bad because they get less cool art so yeah it, i would imagine it's related to that, but I don't actually know the exact reason why they don't do any more here. Like maybe, maybe Cab Calloway wasn't interested anymore. I, I, I don't know. We've kind of been a little all over the place. You guys have any other like story characters, voice acting, animation, sound design, any of that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. We've kind of been all over the place talking about this. Yeah. If it's, if it's anything, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you mentioned the uh, old man's hair, but actually I think one of my uh, favorite designs was the dog. So there uh, yeah, were scenes yeah. of, of people running away, and one was a dog tied up to a the, its doghouse trying to pull away. They just have Cat Calloway going like, oh, whoa, whoa, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm used to, uh, like, uh, Pluto. Yes. Like this. Pluto and other noodle dogs. Yeah, but, like, without. Uh, not furry. Yeah, not, not, like, furry or longer fur. And this one had like a uh, longer fur, and it was it was pretty cute. Yeah, like scruffy looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really cute design. Another really interesting thing is a lot of the 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 characters that they had running away from the old man in the mountain were just like weird bugs and things and <laughs> yeah. whatever. And so like like the spider, I like I think it had the flies from its net 
that he put it on there to have them fly, fly the net yeah. away. And and then they had some kind of like snails or something yeah, some with their little will, like, family coming out, you know, with their little families or whatever. So, yeah. What a weird looking, I, I'm assuming owl I think it was kind of owl. thing yes, that, was that was singing to her. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. That was a weird looking owl. So, yeah, it was just... Uh, and, oh, I also just wanted to point out that I really liked Betty Boop's outfit. It was yes, just rocking it. It was really cute because um, I just wanted to say, was it, I'm trying to remember, was it hose or was it um, high boots? Well, she had a garter, but I want to say she had like. I forget if it's. I think it might have been little boobs. Yeah, it looked yeah. really cute. And boy, at one point, which I know we can talk about, the uh, old man takes off her dress. But oh yeah, I we'll like, talk about it. Yeah, it's like oh my goodness. But it was it was interesting how they did that because I'm like, does she? I'm just thinking of like the the layers of of, of dress and protocol. So I'm like, are they going to show her like in a slip or something? But no, she's hiding behind a tree, and you can kind of see her a little bit like little bloomers hiney, but you yeah. don't see anything else. And then. Then you can you can see back. something if you freeze frame as as the dress is pulled off too. Yeah. Oh goodness! Yeah, she's she's okay. got little undies on. Oh okay okay, but yeah, I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Um and uh, freeze but yeah. framing was also not a thing that people could do when this was in theaters. So, oh, that's right, I didn't think you about know. that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so that was interesting, but yeah, I think I really did enjoy the town evacuation with yeah, all the fun. different little, like I said, insect or whatever characters I was, and I'm trying to remember, did they actually have people too, there or was, was it just the insects? There's some like animal people, I don't remember to what degree they were human or not, but oh, there was okay. some like upright, like okay. people in clothes and stuff. Yeah, when the owl was singing, there was somebody in crutches coming around the Yeah, he looked like yeah. kind of a gnome or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. With his, like, ears and nose. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember. I think that was one of the more humanoid. Uh, yeah, I think he had a long nose and ears. Okay. The ears especially made me think, like, a gnome or something, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, then he oogled Betty Boop and, yes. you know, whatever. And then, too, also they had a fish and his uh-huh. wife. He had a fish oogling Betty Boop yeah. and is his wife. I, I, like, it, I like how you're saying oogling instead of ogling. It's very cute. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize. It's very cute. Okay. Um, two is I've never, ever thought about how would you distinguish fish, but whatever the outfit that they had on definitely made it look like. I want to say that the, the wife one had like wife. a, had an apron or something. Well, almost, I, I don't know. And, the, and it was so fast that I, I yeah. can't really remember. But I just, I always think of like mom and her kerchief and I and my cat. Sure, yeah. I want to say almost, but maybe it didn't have a little hat on and stuff too. But yeah, but it was just very much looked like, yeah, a typical. They want to make it clear to you there's no gay fish here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness That's gracious. very silly. So, yeah. With both the owl and the old man, their kind of big toes were not weird, but like very noticeable. Like uh, with the old man, the foot closest to us, you could see the other little toes. But on the foot f- further away, it was just the big toe. And I'm like, does he have other toes? I like that one of his toes was like wrapped in yeah. something like he yeah. heard it. Yeah, tied up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. There's and, a- oh, no. He's and there. the owl, like, again, that was kind of more, more obvious with a little like uh, claw on it. Yeah, they do some interesting things with perspective because, like, at least twice they like have a character be- look really small and then get bigger as they approach the screen. Yeah, that doesn't like when when you see Betty Boop in her house and then she gets bigger. It doesn't like quite work. It conveys what it 
wants to, but it doesn't quite look like that should look. And I think it's kind of similar for the old man on the mountain. I just thought he was a lot smaller than he was, but then he got close to the camera and he was, and he was really big. Uh, but it didn't, there was something about it. I don't know if they needed more shadows or something, but there was something about it that didn't quite indicate the, the distance that was supposed to be there until the movement happened. I think he was playing with it. Like, I think yeah. that was intentional for the old man. I don't really remember Betty Boop. Yeah, you kind of see her doors open and you kind of see her smaller and then she gets bigger as she goes out. Yeah, I think I kind of remember that. But I, I feel like the old man one was in- that intentional. One, yeah, that one didn't bother me as much just because, yeah, it did kind of feel that way. But I, I'm not sure that the Bo- Betty Boop one was as intentional in that way. Hmm. I honestly just cannot picture in my mind the Betty Boop one. Um, they had some weird, like I said... Uh, the flushers always just have some very weird stuff. They do. So, like one of it's them part of the was, charm. I, if that's what you want to call it, no, I'm just teasing. No, I'm just, uh, but no, um, something with the the lady uh, pushing the bassinet or the stroller, no, uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then the weird, the the the, the old men babies coming out. You know, the ones, I'm like, okay. Uh, so that was, and in recollection, it seems like they pretty much mimicked what the old man ended up looking like. But I don't know. Yeah, it felt purpose. You think he turned the babies looking old? Yeah, I think so. Rather than the implication being that those are his babies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Why, why is she running away then? You can't think of an explanation for why a woman's pushing a stroller away and crying with three old man babies. <laughs> I think. I guess it's like it wasn't clear the inciting incident. So you think the inciting incident was her leaving him? Versus him doing something, like, her leaving him, causing him to get upset, and then everybody is running away? Is that what it is? Super unclear. Okay. Yeah, I guess it wasn't clear, is what it was. I think she's just there as a, like, warning of what could happen if you go up there. Sure. I think that's... Yeah, I can see that. I think it's just a joke for that. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't get that either. I just thought it was the Flesher's... Just being weird. Let's okay. go on to the, the part that our <laughs> podcast is named after. How's it hold up? According to film historian Christopher Lemon, uh, the sexually suggestive nature of this film caused some Americans at the time, especially Catholics, to complain to exhibitors who then pressured Paramount Studios, distributor of the Betty Boop series, to tone down the Betty Boop character, which subsequently pressured Fleischer Studios to do the same thing. Some of the public, did it did not escape them the um, sexual nature of a lot of the jokes in here. Yeah. Of all of the men ogling her, the old men babies, the her losing her clothing at one point. Yeah. The creepy guy chasing her for purposes. Like, it didn't escape people and they didn't like it because they're Catholics. <laughs> no, but because... They're prudes. I don't know. They don't They don't want that content on their screens, so they want to take it away from everybody. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the, I, I, I think, more... I think this is one of the racier Betty Boop cartoons, and also one of the last of its kind. Because again, the Hayes Code is coming, I believe, this same year. So then not only will... They'd be pressured by their own, by their distributor studio because of complaints for people. But there will be a code in effect that all of the Hollywood studios choose to follow that that uh, binds their hands even more in that regard. And that is why the Betty Boop series kind of 
fades out as the 30s go on and Popeye gets bigger because Americans have always been way more cool with violence than any sort of sexual stuff. Mm. So, so yeah, I don't necessarily, I haven't watched them, so I don't know if they necessarily, if the Betty Boop cartoons necessarily get worse over time, but they have to change because they can't rely as much on the sort of humor that they were employing up to this point. You said they choose to follow along with the Hays Code. Could they the not Hays have Code chosen? Is, the Hays Code was not like a law. Right. It wasn't like something that the United States government says you have to follow this. It was a code put out that all the studios decided to follow so that they well, weren't silly. So that so that usually groups wouldn't come after them for mm-hmm. their content, basically. And usually, I, I don't know the specifics, but it's like, if you are not following this code, then maybe we don't distribute you. Like, if you don't follow the code, there's usually a monetary or, like, logistical hurdles that you then would have to overcome because the assumption or the system is built so that it forces everybody to use the code. So it sounds yeah. like it's more optional than it actually was right exactly and it, it, it's also like i think part of the reason all the studios followed the code was because there were other groups like this that was complaining to paramount and they were worried that if that kind of stuff kept happening the government would step in yeah. and make laws that would limit what they could do so they willingly chose to follow this code that stifled them to be like hey look see we're trying to play nice and then that uh, irrevocably changed cinema for decades until, and also it's still in the modern day. Yeah, yeah. There's still um, repercussions of of that. I the only thing that I will say as far as I'm not I'm not at all happy about at all obviously about the Hays Code oh, or yeah. anything. Um, I don't like the joke with old men or dirty old men because that's just creepy. Oh yeah, it's I nasty. Mean, because you can do funny things. I, I literally will never forget when I I want to say I was in college or something but there was a long hallway at this mall where you would go to the bathroom and i mean because you could do funny things and not have creepy old men is what i'm saying with someone staring at a woman and i'll never forget like i passed this couple and the guy was i guess watching me and i kind of noticed at the corner of my eye but then then i was a ways away and all of a sudden i just heard this slap i mean it's Things like that are kind of funny. You yeah. know what I mean? And I mean, I didn't even like, but I'm, I knew that that, that girl actually like, slapped him. So I don't know if he turned around and looked at me from behind or whatever, but you can do funny things and it doesn't yeah. have to be a creepy old man. You can still do things with couples or, you know, whatever, a man noticing a woman because Betty Boop looks adorable. Oh, yeah. And she's I don't, so cute. I don't have any problem um, you know, again, even as a woman and even as an older woman or whatever, you know, seeing, uh, you know, Betty Boop dress, um, you know, just really cute and, and more, you know, sexy or, you know, but you could even I, say provocatively, provocatively for, especially for yeah. the time of the thirties. Yeah. But I just, why do yeah, they have to have I mean, creepy old men references? It but. is, it is unfortunately a thing that they rely on in multiple Betty Boop cartoons that I have not shown y'all. Like it's come up multiple times. That's just kind of, kind of similar to why Disney will make cartoons where Mickey is saving Minnie from Pete, but because they can, because their brand is is pushing the the racier elements, they make the creepiness of the men more overt. Because they're not Disney that kind of gets more and more sanitized as it goes on. Um, so 
like it's it's yeah it's a creepy trope but it's the thing that they just rely on and i support them moving away from it but yeah again i would rather they had they made that choice because they found that it wasn't uh, what people were enjoying as much and they could do other things rather than because they were following a code that is bad. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an interesting nuance thing where it's kind of like of the ones that I've seen that have Betty Boot being stalked by uh, a creepy guy, this one was the most enjoyable because it had fun Cab Calloway music throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. and he kept going, he kept like scatting at her, <laughs> which is just like that's fun, uh, but it's still kind of just a gross thing. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say other than I'm cool with them changing that also it's not like a trope i love to see i just wish it hadn't changed for the reasons that it changed yeah well anything else you think doesn't hold up nothing else is really coming to mind offhand let's go on to our favorites and least favorites what was your least favorite moment in the cartoon mine was when the skunks were tickling his his feet and i had to see that happen for too long (laughs) oh i didn't didn't love that i don't love having feet like really prominent in frame in a cartoon at any point it's just generally not like a thing i'm big on for some reason i was thinking you were saying your favorites and i was like thinking no 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 and i was thinking that's your favorite mom please mom please don't make the internet drag me no that is not my favorite that's my least favorite okay okay i think my least favorite was was the old like was it gnome or whatever yeah ogling her and then like his his leg healed and he ran away like it was it's weird. yes yeah i'm gonna suck at that because the fish i could live with yeah I mean, the fish ogling her but that the man they just did that too long and it was just too creepy agreed that's my second favorite or least, least favorite <laughs> wow i'm doing it to myself now that's my second least favorite what was your favorite moment the cartoon <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> At least you said it, not me. I know it, and I and I'm just now I got to really think about what was my favorite. But I definitely like the evacuation and the different animals. But I'm trying to think of if, if it was the dog at the doghouse, like you were saying, or the the snails, or yeah, I'll, I'll go with the dog at the doghouse. I think I like the the weird owl thing singing to her. That was a good one too. And I think I think I'm gonna go with the the snails coming coming out of the tree and just nice. having the little little families with them. Who's your least favorite character? That gnome thing. Yeah, I was gonna say creepy old gnome. Yeah, yeah, the one that Valerie talked about. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. yes. Get out of here, weirdo. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. We all know Betty's hot. You don't need to make a whole thing of it. Anyways, who's your favorite character? I mean, it's still Betty for me. She's cute. She's fun. She sings a little bit. I love her accent. Yeah. She's got a really cute dress. And she's, I don't know why she needs to go. I don't know why she wants to go see the old man. Like, I'm not sure what her original plan there was. But, you know, I support her. My my guess is, like, she was in the tourist uh, center. Uh, so she's like, I can't have people leaving. My job is for people to come here. Yeah, yeah. Let me deal with this mm, guy. I like Got that. It. And, Got then, it. <laughs> and then we can have a, a, a bustling tourist industry again. <laughs> you know, I like that. That's my headcanon now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll agree with Betty. I'll make it unanimous. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I'd recommend it if you're if you're looking at shorts from this time. Uh, I don't think it is one I would choose to kind of represent this sort of animation. 
just because of the the overall package, like the the plot and all of that. The music was good. It looked good, but the story and characters were lacking, I think. As for rating, I will give it a three. I'm in agreement with you, Valerie. I I'm going to, I will recommend it, but it's not like one of the highest recommendation, but I would recommend it, especially because of the amazing music. If you like noodle animation, <laughs> lots of noodle animation. Uh, and then I am going to give it a three because to me, what was strongest was the music. Uh, and then of course the animation, but you know, it was fairly boring and, and it, it yeah, there was just really no plot or character development. And sorry, and then the creepy guy, sorry, just that, that knocks it down to me from some of the other Cat Calloway, Betty Boops, because there was just too many creepy old men <laughs> in this one. I really like music and I can forgive a lot of sins when the music's bopping. So 3.5 for me. <laughs> I, I like this. It, it's just enjoyable for me to watch because the music's so fun throughout. And I do enjoy them bopping along to it and him singing and stuff. So that's fair. because initially... Despite its problems, 3.5 for me. And so I take it you recommend. Oh, yeah, I, I, I recommend. I think we all to some degree recommend. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend. I mean, you should watch all three of the Cab Calloway ones. Like they're they're iconic Betty Boop shorts. You got you got to watch Bimbo's Initiation, which is technically not a Betty Boop short, but she's in it. And you got to watch the three Cab Calloways. That's like the essential Betty Boop four. It's a <laughs> the new thing. Four. It's a new the thing I four. just made up. The Those four. are the essential <laughs> ones. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I I enjoy it. This is a this is a fun Betty Boop. Uh, it's got issues. If you don't want to deal with creepy old man, that's fine. And so this one's probably not super for you. Uh, but yeah, I like it. Thank you all very much for listening. Yes, Next time we will watch some other short. I do not know what. I have not figured it out. I will hopefully eventually actually get ahead on this so that I can uh, insinuate whatever things will be next time. Um, <laughs> it will be a mystery. But yeah, for now, I haven't figured it out. So we'll see. Thank y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. I was dying. Don't put this on bloopers.
Don't tell me who I'll have. It'll be Valerie who's editing it, so it'll be up to her. It's like on Witcher 3, it really was problematic, the sound of him drinking and consuming, like... I hate it. That was so gross. 